guys, welcome to Diane Canada Live. Are you weary out there today? If so, boy, do we have a great show for you. You may not know this, but every morning I am in prayer with God and waiting for him to guide me in the direction that he wants these shows to go. And this morning I was in that quiet time with him and I just heard a really gentle whisper in my heart and he just said, tell them I love them. And it doesn't escape me that we are coming up on Valentine's Day. So how appropriate for our father to tell us that he loves us in this particular month at this particular moment. You know, for years, I really didn't have a relationship with God. I mean, I knew that he existed and I'd ask him into my heart. I prayed the sinner's prayer and all of that. But I didn't really um, understand relationship with him. I went through a lot of tough years and I was in a lot of emotional pain from bad decisions I had made and looking for comfort in all those destructive places and kept coming up empty. You know, nothing ever really seemed to ease the pain for any length of time. And one day a friend of mine surprised me. She had invited me over and when I got there, her pastor was sitting in the living room waiting for me. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I wasn't real happy about that. I felt like I'd been ambushed in a way. But he reached out his hand and he said, have you had enough? Has the world beat you up enough out there? Are you ready to come home? If not, you can stay out there a little longer. But if you're ready, God's ready for you and he's waiting. And tears just started pouring down my face. And that day, I feel like when I took his hand, I metaphorically took Jesus's hand. And that's when I started to understand relationship. And that's been about 25 years ago now. I realized for the first time in my life that I wasn't alone, you know, that I was still a hot mess and I was going to be for many more years to come. But he loved me anyway. Somehow he loved me and he loves you. We don't have to go it alone. You are not out there on your own. You can come home too. He's not going to force himself on you. He's a gentleman, but he's out. I believe he's stretching out his hand today and he's saying, I'm here. You know, he tells a parable in the book of Luke about how of the 99 sheep, one went missing and he left the 99 to go after the one. And he wouldn't stop looking until he found him. And he brought him back and he said, rejoice, I've found the one. And he said, this one is more precious to me than the 99 who the one who is more precious to me, who is willing to repent than the 99 who will not. So I think in the same way here, he's looking for us. And, you know, some of us may have fallen in love with Jesus a long time ago, and we maybe walked with him for a time. Um, maybe we've just gotten lazy in our relationship with him. You know, we hardly ever visit, <laughs> you know, we don't make a lot of effort to talk to him. We don't really try and hear his voice by getting in his word, because that's how he speaks to us a lot of times. And we wonder why the world seems to be eating us alive emotionally. So if we don't make efforts to visit with our friends and our family, it's not going to be too long till we start to feel estranged from them. And it's just the same with Jesus. I think he wants fellowship with us, which is just a big fancy word for time with us. And something that I've been really working on the last few years is learning how to look for his face instead of his hand. In other words, just clearing the noise in my head and listening intently for his whisper, his guidance, and, and feeling his love for me rather than always bringing my wants and my needs list to him. 
And as these days, I believe we're in the last days, get more and more challenging, um, it's going to be really common for us to forget, forget to turn to him, to just let the stress bog us down. But he loves you. He's glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. So I hope you'll turn off all of the distractions that are around you right now. I hope you'll make the decision to lean into this broadcast today and just let him love on you for the next half hour. I want to welcome a very special guest to the show today. She's my guest co-host, kind of my co-pilot today. Her name is Suzanne Grimaud, and she's got the same heart for God that I do. She's an author, just released a book called Good Grief, I'm Healed, and we're going to talk about that more later. But let me go ahead and introduce you to my friend Suzanne, and we will dive into some great some great discussion today. So come on in, Suzanne. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, Diane, for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. Do you like my roses? I, you know, I thought with Valentine's Day, we would have I love roses. it. <laughs> I love it. What <laughs> girls like, right? I think we yeah. all secretly like them. Yes. So throughout the program today, we're going to be taking your comments. I know we've got folks listening from all over the web. We've got LinkedIn on here. We've got Facebook. We've got YouTube Live. We have um, Twitter Periscope. So wherever you're listening from, please use the comment section like Cherie has. Hi, Cherie. Um, and let us hear from you. This is a dialogue today. Uh, so please make sure you engage with us. But you know, Suzanne, you and I were in some good prayer for everybody today before the program. Yeah. And I know your heart's been heavy for a lot of people in our in our country that are struggling. We've struggled, you know, we've been through a lot as a nation. But I think it's so important that we come back to our found like our center, like for me, the center is Jesus. And he has been so vocal lately about saying to me, don't, we're not talking about the universe. We're not talking about just even God in general. He's been very specific telling me, say my name, say my name, Jesus, right. <laughs> you know, right. people need to hear my name. And I, did you, do you ever find yourself kind of chickening out of that a little bit? Sometimes I, I do, <laughs> you know, because I, people are so turned off by religion nowadays. I know I have been in the past, but I don't know. I just, I can't help it. I have yeah. to say his name. Yeah. And even Christmas time when everybody was saying happy holidays, you know, it was yeah. Merry Christmas. Jesus loves you. And yes. I just think we need it so much right now. But yeah. yes, I totally understand. I've yeah. been there. Yeah, I, I get it. it it's, you know, I love him. And I'm and when I'm in conversation with friends, it's a lot easier, but somehow publicly, it's been a, an act of obedience and work yeah. to work up some courage, to just publicly say it. So I'm saying it, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's right. <laughs> uh, but I want to start off with a scripture here from John 15, 9. And Jesus said, just as the father has loved me, I have also loved you. So abide in my love. Right. You know, his words obviously carry a whole lot more weight than ours as people. But my grandfather used to have a saying, he used to say, don't tell me you love me, show me you love me, you know? And I think it's so beautiful how God not only told us and he tells us in his Bible every day, but he sure did show us. And I love that graphic where he laid down his life for us and he, in, in, Someone was asking him, Jesus, how much do you love me? And he stretched his arms out on a cross and he said, I love you this much. And that visual just. Anyway, so 
<laughs> it's we can't comprehend it, can we, Suzanne? That kind we of we can't. Love. And even yesterday, my husband and I were talking about it before we even met, and um, he said, "Can you can you even imagine the kind of love that God had that He gave His only Son?" Yeah. And we have a son, we have two daughters. And I said, no, I can't imagine that at all. And even if we were to do what he did, it wouldn't make the difference that it did because of what he did. He's the only one that could truly give his son because he loved so much that he could literally save mankind. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't even do that if we were even willing. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine it. Yeah. It's really and- beyond it took a while for me to understand that too, you know, of why, why he had to do it, like what it was all about. You know, it wasn't until I was deeply in, you know, in relationship that I started to understand. But for those of you who might be listening that are wondering it right now, I'll give you kind of the the short answer that I've come to, you know, again, I'm very visual. So this is helpful for me. It's like, it's like God's over here, right on this cliff. And we are over here as human beings. And there's this big Grand Canyon in between us. This is how it was before Jesus came. And, you know, when Jesus came, I kind of look at it like he he laid down his life and became this bridge now Mm -hmm. for us Mm -hmm. um, in order for us to have now direct access. We can go back and forth across that bridge, which is Jesus at all times Mm -hmm. and have direct relationship with, with God. And the only reason why we we were able to do that is because he was the sacrifice. He led a perfect life. That's why they call him the lamb of God back in the old Testament. Mm -hmm. Animals had to be sacrificed uh, because they had pure blood. Mm -hmm. And so with Jesus being the pure, lamb of God, the pure son of God without sin, that's what made him, that's what made his blood so precious. And that's why that was the ultimate once and for all, never need to be sacrificed again, you know, love of God. Um, so we now have that access to God. So that's my very quick and uh, <laughs> interpretation. <Very good. laughs> yeah. I'm glad you shared it and didn't ask me. That was good. <laughs> So Suzanne, everyone's been through a lot this last year and people are feeling pretty beat up. We've been through a tumultuous election. We've been through um, a very unpredictable virus that has locked our society down, interrupted our daily routines. Um, We've had rioting in our city streets. We've had, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. People are walking around right now with a lot of anxiety. We've seen upticks in suicide. We have people crippled with fear, especially if you listen to the media, they keep talking about new strains of it coming. And I mean, you, you listen to that, you, you know, you want to just crawl in a hole somewhere. Um, so, and understandably so they have this anxiety, right? We have these scriptures. God tells us he loves us. What is the disconnect? Like, why don't we get it? <laughs> what, what do you think is happening? Like we, we know he's there. We know the Bible is there. Why do we not turn to it? Right. I think foundationally it comes down to, do you believe that this is real? Yeah. Do you believe that God's word is true? Do you believe that the Holy spirit speaks through this written word and uses it to um, guide us, to give us hope, to give us direction? Do we believe that? Because if you don't believe that, then why would you turn there, first of all? And if you believe it, 
it's we still have this human factor of what we allow our minds to be filled with because whatever we focus on is what guides our thoughts it guides our heart it drives our emotions and our feelings and if if we are so focused on what we're hearing which you know i heard this recently that well first of all you know facts are facts mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. but but facts are not necessarily truth that's right and it's the truth that sets us free yeah. It's not the knowledge of facts. Yeah. And so there are facts that are obvious. They're right in front of us. And we can we can focus on those facts. I mean, the virus is real. OK, mm -hmm. it's there. It's front of us. I know people who have lost lives. I know people who have have risen right through it. Um, but the facts are it's still there. That's one of many things that we could talk about. And I actually choose not to talk about it a whole lot because I could let my mind wander there. Yeah. But <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't watch the news. I have notifications on my phone and I'll get what I need. I don't need to watch the weather. I, I've got an app for that and I can step outside. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I choose to feed my mind with what's going to grow it, what's going to allow me to flourish, what's going to allow my faith to grow. Mm -hmm. And um, I cannot dwell in bad news. I cannot dwell in the things that are going to feed my fear. Yeah. And, and there's enough out there that I just have gotten to a place where I have to intentionally turn off the chatter mm -hmm. that that is going to produce negative results for me. Yeah. And not to say this is all I do, but I do spend a lot of time in the word and I do spend time in prayer. I also turn on praise and worship music mm -hmm. and I turn it all off and have fun with my family. <laughs> I go outside yeah. and take a walk and I have coffee and do things with my friends. And, um, you know, there's enough things that we can do. And, and not to mention the time that you get back when you don't feed yourself with that, you can do projects that you didn't have time to do before. Right. Yeah. You know, and so, so, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just to say, there's a lot of good that can come out. If you make an intentional choice to feed your mind, to feed your faith, and you can feed your faith. If you feast on the word mm -hmm. and he will direct you, he will guide you and he will show you how much he loves you. And, and just spend that time intentionally developing an intimate relationship with the Lord by listening to the Holy Spirit speaking. And he does speak through his word and and to our heart in many other ways. So, you know what I think what I suspect is that when I'll just I'm just going to be real honest here. I think when people don't have a habit of turning to the Bible. You know, we've we've developed more of a habit and even sometimes I still, you know, resist it when we're in a when we're in a real stressed out space or I think when we're just feeling really depressed. I think there's this part of us that almost doesn't want to feel better. We don't want to go to it. You know, I think there's a tendency to just allow the overwhelm of that emotion to just take us down. 
you know, or we turn to other things. We turn to alcohol or we turn, we go get in our devices or social media or a screen, you know, a movie screen, whatever it might be, whatever that is for someone. And I think we just resist. Even It's like we know there's an opportunity to feel better and we just don't take him up on it. You know, uh, I think that's the case for a lot of people. It has been, honestly, that's been the case for me. Again, I know better now, but in the past and, and sometimes I, I still resist that. It's like, we know that if we'll get on a treadmill, we'll lose weight, but we just don't do it. (laughs) So we, we know that he's there, but we just don't reach for him. So I think what has to happen is like you're saying is, is sometimes it's just a choice. Mm -hmm. It's just a choice to to say, you know what, today, I'm, it's like exercise, it's like anything else today, I'm just going to push myself and I'm going to do it. And I find that for me, the best time to get in the Bible is first thing in the morning. Same. Yeah, like, I love that. And I've kind of made a ritual out of it. I love to curl up with my blanket and my cup of coffee and get in my chair in the corner. And that's like a candle. (laughs) candle. (laughs) Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, you know, um, like this regimented thing. It's something that I really look forward to. And I, I almost think to myself now, I wonder what God's going to say today and wonder what present I'm going to unwrap this morning that he's going to say some download that he's going to give me that just by showing up, you know, and sitting and waiting for him to speak. Um, it becomes exciting. I mean, there's nothing boring about following right. God. <laughs> nothing. You know, a number of years ago, um, the Lord put on my heart to go and buy a journal, a prayer journal. I had never done it before. Mm -hmm. Now I have many of them. And, and what I use it for is, is my time with him. Mm -hmm. And I don't write in it every day. It's not, not legalistic about it, but I have it with me when I'm spending time with him. And if he highlights something, Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll go ahead and I'll just write out that scripture. And then when I do, and, and look back over it, he brings uh, insight to me and revelation. So he, he highlights his word and gives me what I need. And it's, it's that writing it out. I don't know about you, but for me, there's something about when I write things down, I remember it more or I, yeah. I dwell on it a little bit more and I get something more out of it. But, you know, the habit was not always there, mm-hmm. but, a number of years ago, even after I started doing this, um, I was challenged to do it with intention. And so I just made a commitment that I would not turn to social media before <laughs> I turned to the word. Yeah. And then I felt guilty. I mean, even if it's just <laughs> read one verse. OK, I'm good now. You know? And I mean, sometimes that's what it is. Let's get real. Yeah. But, but that helped me to develop a habit of meeting him in the secret place. Yeah. And it's very, um, it's very beneficial when we do it because that's where he loves on us. You know, I used to hear people say, Oh, the, the Bible is the living word. And I'm like, what are they talking about? The living word, (laughs) you know, all these religious phrases that we've kind of grown up hearing. And I just felt like these people are out to lunch. Like they are out to lunch. But now I get it. I understand that what was written, like God doesn't change and human nature doesn't change. And he says that he formed us 
he planned us and formed us before the right. before the world even was designed or or created. And so that love that he has for us, it's through the ages. So what he wrote in the Old Testament and even the New Testament 2000 years ago still stands today. It's still God talking to us. Mm -hmm. And what I've come to learn about the living word, what that actually means is that we can read a scripture 10 times and we'll get 10 different meanings out of it, depending on where we're at in our life at that mm -hmm. moment. It's kind of like if you go to a, you know, a conference or something or you or you listen to a, a, a TED talk or whatever it might be, you know, you might hear it or watch a movie. You might see something the first time, you know, and think you have it. And then you go back and you watch it again. You're like, oh, I didn't pick that up the first time or oh, right. I didn't get that. So that's kind of what what it is on steroids, you right. know, when you're in that word. Yeah. 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 And that and piece. It, that peace he talks about that surpasses understanding. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we come to know his heart and we come to understand that peace that's available to us, I don't know about you, Suzanne, I am like addicted to that. Right. And I'd too. love for you to speak about that, what, what that's, how that's shown up in your life. Right. Well, um, for me, I have gone through a, uh, layers of trauma through my life and, and grief and different things that brought in fear, brought in um, a lot of different things that tried to control my mind. And I've had moments of anxiety and panic that the Lord has delivered me from. He has delivered me from fear. He has brought me into a place where I can truly have that peace that he gives as a gift. And, you know, people look for peace. They try to manufacture it. They try to find it in many ways. But the word says that it's a gift from God. And he says, my peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give it as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither yeah. do not be afraid. So if you break it all down, when you're anxious, it's really a form of fear. When, when you're operating in that, he says he has peace for us. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I'm also taken back to the story of when Jesus was in the boat with his disciples. And he said, first of all, he said, let us go to the other side. So he knew that they were going to go from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. He also knew there was going to be a storm and mm -hmm. he fell asleep because he wasn't worried about it. Yeah. Right. So the storm happens. They're freaking out as we probably would do too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it said the waves, I mean, it was like ocean waves out on yeah. this lake. Um, that's pretty scary. And this was new to them. And he, he, when they woke him up, he was like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's wrong with you people? <laughs> I told you we're going to the other side. You're not going to die. You know, relax. But, but in some versions, I don't remember which version it was, but I like it where he says, peace, be still. And what I got from that is he released his peace that he was carrying. Mm. He said, peace, peace was released. Okay. Then he spoke to the storm, said, be still. Oh. And it obeyed. Oh, okay. I love, I love that slight slight variance yes that scripture that we all know so well yes and as we carry christ in us when we who are of christ receive him and we receive his spirit to abide in us we are glory carriers 
We carry him. We carry his spirit. We can do exactly like he did. And when we're in a chaotic moment, a time of fear or anxieties rising up or or things are happening around us that that could be, you know, a storm, mm-hmm. we can say, I release the peace of Christ into this situation right now. Yes. And then you can tell that storm to be quiet. Yeah. And I've seen it happen. I, I had a situation um, a couple of years ago where there was some people around me that I love that were on the phone. I could tell it was a heated conversation on the phone and things were stirring up and, and I was in another room and the Lord just reminded me that I could, I could release his peace. And I did. I just said, I just said, I release peace into that conversation. And then I just spoke to that storm and I said, be still truth come out. And immediately I heard on this end of the phone, the person say, Oh, (laughs) that's what you meant. Okay. I get it. And I was like, Whoa. Yeah. If we even realized Mm-hmm. how much the Holy Spirit could do and operate through us. Well, that authority, I mean, God says that he gave us authority. We have authority in Jesus name. Mm-hmm. There's so much. I think that's why he's saying, say my name, say my name, because right. that's where the power is. We're, we exactly. have power in our own strength. But when we say it in his name, you know, anything, we literally take authority. And I, I think I, I want to kind of drill this down because I know there are some people watching that are, probably just not believe in us. Right. <laughs> They're like, okay, <laughs> you guys have drank the Kool-Aid. What um, are you drinking? That <laughs> we've got to get practical about it. And, you know, nobody needs another sermon. We know that. Mm-hmm. And what people want to do is they want to feel it for themselves. They want to know it for themselves. So, you know, somebody said to me a while back, they said, how do you, you know, how do you get to know people? You get to know them by spending time with them. Right. Right. I mean, you know, I can't, um, one of the things when I was first running, you know, on, on my campaign trail, the difference now, I was thinking about this this morning, when I first started showing up at Republican clubs and Republican events and all of that, you know, I, I come in and I'm a stranger and there's kind of these formalities and these niceties. It's like, they'll let me be in the room, but we don't really have any kind of relationship. You know, well, I keep showing up and I keep showing up and now, and we have opportunities to have experiences together outside of the club, outside of the meetings. You know, we, we had all these great opportunities on the campaign trail um, to work tents together and, and just do life together. We started doing life together that relationship grows. And now I go, I walk into that same room and everybody's coming up and hugging me. Oh, how are you doing? I missed you. You know, there's this relationship. And so it really translates to Jesus. It's how much time are we spending with him? You know, and it, and again, it's not about, I spend four hours a day in my Bible. It's not the legalistic approach. What it is, is just sitting down, spending time with him uh, showing up. So it's not always the same for me every day. Some days it's it's curling up in that chair and I try to do that as often as I can. But other times it's putting on the praise music in my in my car and just singing and, and, and just thanking him, being grateful. Um, it's 
reaching out to other people. It's going and doing something for someone else. It's loving his people. It's feeding his sheep. You know, even if it's inconvenient or uncomfortable, just being obedient. And so I think there's a lot of ways. You brought up something earlier today when we were talking, mm -hmm. Suzanne, that I'd love for you to share. And I know we're running low on time, but I want to okay. get this story in. Um, okay. You were telling me that you had a dream and that God had shown the eyes of Christ to you in a really beautiful mm -hmm. way. So, and this is yeah. going to translate on how we can show love to each other. So, uh, okay. so yeah, will you share that? Yes. I, he showed me his eyes and they were beautiful. And I, they were, the pupil had like a bronze flame around it. And I saw, I saw a dove flying back and forth in his eye. And I asked him, what is that about? And he told me, he said, Suzanne, my peace, which the dove is representative of peace. But he he told me that the peace that he gives is not only not just not like the world's peace, but he also doesn't deliver his peace the same way that the world tries to deliver peace. And he told me, he said, if you because you carry me inside of you, he said, if you will keep your eyes locked on me. And then if you will lock eyes with the one in front of you, the, the people at the grocery store, the people that you're having lunch with, the ones you run into, your waitresses, whoever it is that you find in front of you on your journey. If you look them in the eyes and smile and listen to them and just show them that you care, then he will make a deposit of his love and his peace directly through me to them. And that's, that's beautiful. I love it. It really, it really just, it convicted me because sometimes I find myself even looking at people's mouths when they talk, but now with masks, we're forced to look at the eyes. So that's kind of a good yeah, thing, I guess, thing. Mm -hmm. because we don't do that. I mean, how many times have you um, stopped even getting groceries and they are trained to ask how you are doing because that's their job. Mm -hmm. But if you stop and, and say, I'm doing great. How, how are you today? I have had people stop with astonishment in their eyes and just surprised that even yeah. I asked the question. Yeah. yeah. So that's it's beautiful. beautiful. I, I love that. And you know, the eyes are, the windows to the soul, right? You know that um, that's where the light is. That's where my, my husband can always tell he, he brings this up a lot, but he's like, he can always tell if someone's maybe not quite um, well, he, he'll put it like this. He'll say they have dead eyes, mm. you know, and, but, but someone that's got that light, that spark in their eyes, usually that's a sign that there's love there, which means right. Jesus is love. So that means they're probably, probably a Christian, but yeah. they can see it in us. And I used to tell my, I used to teach leadership training for women. And, and one of the things I used to teach is that when you're meeting someone for the first time, make it a habit to be able to walk away and tell me what color their eyes were. That's good. You know, um, and, and it's just that intentional look them in the eye let them see yours. But I love this piece that you added today that, it, that that's how God will transfer his peace and his love to other people is through the eyes, through people. Right. So I think that's beautiful. We've, we've got a couple of comments here. I just want to hit real quick. So we've got some new people watching. Hi, Kelly. Nice to see you. And we got little mama. 
<laughs> on here and Cherie. Um, Cherie is saying a few things here today that I think are really good. Uh, she's saying that she's been limiting uh, her mind with the things of the world and focusing more on the things above. And she's been a whole lot more uplifted about it. You know, something I want to say about that, guys, is we're not suggesting that you check out and bury your head in the sand and pretend like there's no news happening in the world. That's not the point. The point is, where are you going to put your focus? And I think it's all I heard a, a story years ago. I'll kind of start to wrap us up maybe with this thought. Uh, there was a grandfather and he was talking to his grandson and he said, uh, the grandson was explaining to him, he says, it's like there's two wolves inside of me. You know, there's one that's um, that's very brave and courageous and all of that. And then there's one that's very angry and mean and all that. And um, he asked his grandfather, I wonder which one of those is going to live. And the grandfather said, whichever one you feed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so true. If we're feeding our doubts and insecurities and our fears and all that by a steady diet of the local media du jour, then we're going to end up, you know, walking a path full of anxiety and fear and all of that. But if we are turning and we're focusing and feeding our soul and feeding our, our mind and feeding our heart with the things of God, then all of a sudden those things are going to pale in comparison to eternity and to what's ahead of us. And, and even the, the, like you said earlier, the authority and the peace that we have available to us in this life. We don't have to wait on heaven you know, to have peace it's within us. us. Yeah. And God says the joy is my, is your strength. Right. People want to be attracted. Like, like you were saying earlier, you know, you've been able to go and have fun with your family. And I think there are a lot of people that are like, how could I possibly have fun right now with everything that's happening? Well, that's what's available to you in Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, the ability to enjoy your life and have peace right in the center of the storm. It's that eye of the storm. There's peace there. If you look at a hurricane, you know, everything can be spiraling all out, but right in the eye, it's calm, you know? So I want to talk for a minute before we go here about your book. Um, we both have books available and I want to put this up real quick so people know. So you just released a brand new book called Good Grief. I'm healed. <laughs> Congratulations right. on that. Thank you. And so yeah, available on Amazon and um, I've seen that you've got some good reviews on it already. And there's a, an app too, that is available to people. You've got a plan on an app. You want to tell people briefly about that too? Yes, I had it pulled up and it's gone away. Um, so the Bible you uh, version Bible app, Life Church put that out. It's a free resource for everyone globally, and you can go download it. And at the bottom of the app, when you open it up, there's a little thing that says plans. And the plans are, this is Good Grief, I'm Healed plan that's available. It's a five-day plan, but the plans are like little devotionals. And you can do them by yourself. You can do them with others. Um, I like to do mine visible to friends so that other people can discover them. And I discover plans because I see what my friends on there are doing or with other people. Um, it's just a little daily encouragement. So I have a five day plan called Good Grief. I'm healed. And um, it's it's helping people already because they're getting in touch with me. So God definitely wants this this message to go out. But there's hope.
There is. Um, and you've got some resources. I'm going to go ahead and just put a, uh, oh, a little. Thank you. Yeah. So if you go to her website, SuzanneGramaud.com, then these are some free resources you can get today. So there's the the app she was just talking about, the mm -hmm. version plan and the action guide. She's got um, some wonderful testimonials, stories and a newsletter available there. So you guys make sure you go over to um, Suzanne's website. And, and download those, SuzanneGramaud.com. And, you know, you've been very transparent in the release of your book. Uh, I know it's very biographical, but it's also practical in how right. in how people, let me put myself back up here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and how, uh, you know, people can apply it to their own lives right. and start to find healing. I did the same thing. I'm going to um, just put this up for you guys, too. Um, I wrote a book about a year ago now. And it's called Lady Up and Don't Quit. And uh, this is also very, uh, very much a, a biographical depiction, but it is um, also very insightful on how you can apply the hard won lessons <laughs> that right. I've learned, you know, to your own life, too. So I hope you'll pick them. Yeah. Both up. I yeah. buy your book for sure. I think when you've come on the other, when you come through something hard, you come out on the other side, you want to reach back and you want to help. I mean, people who did that before us, you know, we, we read books and we were inspired by people's stories and now it's our turn to kind of give back and we're still learning every day. I hope you guys don't think that we're showing up like we have it all figured out. I, I mean, God, it's a, it's a work in progress and God teaches us and grows us every day. Right. But the beauty of it is that we are on the path and we might be a little bit further ahead in our walk with Jesus. And so it's an opportunity to reach back and teach you, you know, how we're finding this peace and joy in the storm. It doesn't have to blow you all around. You don't have to be um, at the mercy of the next news cycle. <laughs> okay. So we just want to encourage you today. Um, I'm going to let you leave us with a parting thought, Suzanne, and I thank you so much for being with us today. Okay, well, I just, I think I'm, I'm right in sync with you. The Lord has really put on my heart to make it my mission to be an ambassador of hope and tell people that I, that he loves them and to show up for them and, and not worry about all the details, just show up as your authentic person and who you are and, and be real with people. And you'll see that you get an opportunity to show amazing love to them because you may be the one that he wants to love them through. And the big question is, are you willing? And, and, and I am, I'm willing to do that. And I'm excited to see what he wants to do in coming days. Cause He's about showing his love to you. He loves you so much. Yeah, he sure does. Thank you so much for, for being here. And I'll just uh, I'll just wrap up today by looking you in the eye today and telling you that he does love you. Jesus loves you. You're not too far in the pit that his hand, hand can't reach down in there and grab you out. You are not beyond repair. Believe me, you're not. And all you got to do is just just accept it. Just receive it because he's there and he's ready to love you and he wants to love you. And um, we love you. <laughs> we thank you so much for showing up today to spend time with us. Um, it's been a pleasure. And uh, Suzanne, I hope you'll come back and visit with me on the show. Yep. Good. All right, guys. Well, we are going to wrap for today. Have a wonderful day and uh, choose joy. Choose joy for the rest of your day. You get to choose. 
and I hope you'll choose joy. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, three o'clock central time. Take care guys. Bye-bye.